Hello library patrons, Mike Bradley here from the North Riverside Library. On this week's episode of the Tech Team Podcasts, we're making our list and checking them twice. Join Marla, Sarah, and I as we each reveal our top five most wanted tech gifts this holiday season. It's happening right now. You guys ready to get into some holiday gift recommendations? Oh, yeah. I feel the cheer. <laughs> the good cheer, the good tidings, this the most wanted tech. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, and you know what I what I what I thought? Look at what everybody has has chosen for their most wanted gifts. Um, you know, I really thought that that we would probably go wild and 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 have all kinds of you know crazy expensive wild <laughs> things on the list. But it's actually like all of us stayed fairly practical, which is a little bit surprising to me. Yeah. You know, the year of COVID puts things into perspective. <laughs> Maybe so. So I know we each picked our top five favorite, uh, most wanted uh, tech gifts of the season. Uh, do you want to get us started, Marla? What is your first most wanted gift of 2020? All right. So obviously everybody has been cleaning a little extra and sanitizing a little extra uh, given the pandemic. Um, but I don't think people realize just how dirty and gross our phones really are because um, we touch everything and then we touch our phones and then we put our phones in our pockets or our purses and then we touch other things and then we touch our phones. I know I'm on my phone all the time and like maybe I just don't clean my phone as often as I wash my hands or so forth. Um, so. I found this really cool product. It's a chart. It's like a wireless charging pad. So if you guys have ever used like a pad that you put your phone on and it charges your phone instead of plugging it in, but it sterilizes your phone. So it can also sterilize watches, jewelry, your glasses, which I should probably also use that for. Um, it's by this company called Vanelsi, but I'm, there's other, um, there's many other brands, but this one is highly recommended. And there's a 10% off coupon right now, um, which brings it down to about $56, um, which really isn't that bad if you think about the price of a good wireless charging system. This is uh, such a good idea. Uh, we, we've been struggling with the whole sanitizing everything, obviously, with the with the COVID and all. And... Um, like my wife will, is very religious about like wiping her phone off with the, you know, cotton balls and alcohol and everything out. And then I'm the other way where I feel like, ah, you're not supposed to, you know, put any of these things on the phone. So I'm like really bad about not ever sanitizing the phone. I'm just like, I'll just wipe it off with like my shirt and be like, that, that probably got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this, this whole, the whole UV sanitizer thing. That's great. And I, and I would have thought that that it was really expensive. But like you said, it's not. And we'll put the links to um, all of these uh, in the show notes so you can check them out. But for around $60, that's that's not bad at all for a little peace of mind. Really? Not bad at all. You're up next, Mike. Oh, I am. <laughs> uh, so my first pick is 
I put down the uh, the Google Pixel 4a um, smartphone from Google because, as you know, I am an Android enthusiast, and I don't actually need a new phone right now, but I would like, you know, for once to get the, you know, official, 100% official Android phone from Google that I know is going to get all of the Android updates immediately. I'm sure you know about how one of the one of the problems with Android is how with all the different manufacturers, you never have a fully updated phone unless you get it straight from the source. So I thought, why not? This is a wish list. <clears throat> These phones actually aren't that expensive when you compare them to, um, you know, iPhones, but they're still a little bit pricey for me. Uh, I believe that they're around uh, between 350 to 400, depending on which configuration you get. Um, I know they also have the variant that supports 5G now. You can get the Pixel 4a 5G, uh, although I think that's probably still quite a ways off before you're going to see any benefit from getting a 5G-capable phone. But, but um, you know, why not? It's a wish list. Uh, you may ask, why didn't I put the Pixel 5, uh, the just-released Pixel 5? And it's because it's a little bit too large. I still like a little bit of a smaller phone. So I think the Pixel 4a is just about right. And it's nothing spectacular. It's um, it's just a very solid Android phone with a great camera. Apparently, Google has, like, the the greatest, like, uh, camera software that really um, uh, is top of the line in computer enhancing your photos. Uh, so that's a nice benefit. But mainly, I'm, I want one just because I am the type of person who reads a lot about Android news and new features. And yet I know that I won't get those features for a long time because I'm not on a phone from Google. So the updates are delayed if you get them at all. So on my wish list, I say it's time to get the 100% official Google phone. And Marla, you use a Pixel, don't you? I have the Pixel 3 XL and I love it. It is the best phone I have ever used. I went from a Galaxy to the Google phone and everybody was like, don't do it, don't do it. That's the worst decision. And I did it because my friend had one and her camera, the pictures she was taking were impeccable. They were just so impressive. So I got it and I'm a really big gmail person i'm a really big just the whole google cloud the drive the um the docs the, the slides i use all of that so the fact that i could just really easily transfer all that from phone to computer because i work so much like i just i love it the assistant is great on it the camera so really good job picking the pixel 4 I would go with the Excel version, but that's because I work so much on my phone that I need as much screen space as I can get. But that's personal preference. Oh, sure. Sure. And I know, yeah, it, it depends on what you <clears throat> what you want to do with it. But um, since I, I kind of try to keep the apps to a minimum and um, and try to use it less, uh, I'm more more about like how convenient is it to put in my pocket and that sort of thing. But but I know like if you if you use it like a lot more like as a working thing yeah the bigger screen is probably helpful. 
so it sounds like you say you would wholeheartedly recommend this as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would go for another Pixel phone in a heartbeat, without a doubt. And they've actually just um, announced a, a new, um, uh, call it kind of a phone subscription plan for from Google. Um, if you use the Google Fi um, phone service, which which I do, uh, you can get you can get these Pixel phones now for a, like a monthly fee, uh, which I I want to say is around nine dollars a month uh, for this phone, plus another like six dollars a month if you want the uh, sort of phone insurance kind of their their similar thing to uh, Apple Care for iPhones. So for around fifteen dollars a month, you could get a Pixel phone, and then you get to like upgrade it after two years to the next phone, and that's kind of a tempting offer for not having to lay out a bunch of money at once. And it actually like uh, it actually ends up costing you less than if you bought it outright, which is very unusual. Um, so I'm keeping that in mind. Maybe for next time I want to um, jump to a, a new phone, I might I might actually look into that. That is a good uh, deal. Um, anyway, Sarah, what do you yeah. have? Well, um, <laughs> so when we were putting these lists together, uh, Mike, you kind of teased me about this first option before I even wrote it down. You actually gave me the idea because you were like, <laughs> what are you going to put, Sarah? Subscription to the Criterion Collection? <laughs> uh, absolutely. My first, <laughs> my first choice is a subscription to the Criterion channel or what is it called the criterion yeah the criterion channel where they have all of the criterion collection movies available for streaming this service costs about a hundred dollars a year or eleven dollars a month um and i can't afford it but i would really like to uh out of all the subscription services out there for streaming movies or media this is the one with my name written all over it with the, all the pretentious, snobby, boring movies no one wants to watch. Um, <laughs> I, this year, have not spent enough time watching movies, honestly. I've spent way more time reading. And I would really like to bring the balance back and spend some more time consuming some visual media, if I can. Um, and that's what I would like this this one for. Streaming services are great gifts to give, I think, because um, it's something that is accessible to everybody. So if you like were to, I don't know, pay your for your grandma's Hulu service for a year, that would be an amazing gift, don't you think? Oh, um, yeah, they are. They are it's, a, it's a great gift. And you don't have to wrap them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's better than than buying them a movie or a CD or whatever the way we used to do it because it, you you never go wrong. You can watch whatever you want to watch on these things. So yeah, I mean, I think that if the purpose of this list is to give ideas to our audience out there on what to give their loved ones for the holidays, um see if you can get a streaming service to to somebody because uh i mean i would like one anybody who knows me who's listening to this take notes <laughs> yeah we should put up like a uh what, what is that thing you can do on amazon uh we should put like a tech team wish list yeah, up there list. make it public <laughs> see if we can get, pull in some donations <laughs> let's come back to you marla what's next on your list um so next on my list 
If I was putting these in a specific order, maybe I should have. I would have switched this around a little bit. But this one excites me. Um, it's a Rexing Ultra HD car dash cam. Um, so if you guys are familiar with dash cams, um, they kind of chill up by your rear view mirror up there. They kind of look like the old school police scanners, um, but they have GPS enabled and they can record any um, fender benders, um, horrible accidents if you have one, God forbid. Um, just anything you might need kind of for like evidence and insurance. Um, you might even be able to get some money off of your insurance if you have something like this. Um, so that's worth looking into. I want it because I'm just like really, I'm really paranoid. Not so much anymore now that I moved, but when I lived in an apartment and I had really close parking spots next to my neighbors, like all of a sudden, like my mirror was hanging off one day and like, there, like I just had all these like dings in my door and like you can tell that like you know my neighbor was probably hitting my car but they like kept saying that it wasn't them so if I had like a dash cam or something like this um, it has a parking mode enabled so even when you're inside and you're asleep your parking mode on your dash cam if it senses vibration um, it'll turn on and it has like a 360 degree camera so it can kind of tell what's going on and it records, which is the most important part is you put an SD card in there and it records and you can save recordings. So I would have been able to like pin my neighbor and be like, hey, man, I got to my dash cam. Now fix my mirror. <laughs> but I just think this is really important because we always hear about like people are like fighting with insurance and like people like they don't know who caused the accident. This person says he did. This person says he did. Um, so this is kind of something I would like. And then it has like maps and GPS installed. So um, like I would use less time on my phone in the car trying to like work off my GPS in the car where I could just have it on the dash already. And that would probably keep me like less distracted. To give the like Uber driver in your life. Yeah. If you know anybody who drives for Lyft or something like that, it'd be a great gift for them. I think actually says that in the description too maybe not on this one but in some of them i was looking at i think they need it for like their insurance sometimes mm. when they drive for um uber or lyft and this one's pretty cheap it comes in at a hundred dollars which if you research some of them some of them go up to like 200 or more and some of them are like 30 bucks but they don't offer any recordings or anything like this or parking mode which kind of defeats the purpose, in my opinion. Another very uh, practical idea. And I like um, uh, I like these sorts of things that you can take um, and put on. I guess a lot of newer cars probably have these these sorts of things built in. But I like when you can like bring an older car up to a newer level by adding something on like this. Um, so I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, too. Then you can always, you know, give it to somebody else who has an older car if you upgrade your car. Indeed. My next pick is the recently released new version of the Google Chromecast. I've never bought a Chromecast before uh, because until now, they weren't like a true uh, streaming box. They were um, 
dependent on you sending the video from either your phone or from your web browser to to the Chromecast so you can play it on your TV. But um, they have recently revamped it, and now it is a, a full, you know, it's like a full streaming box for your TV. So it works now like, you know, like a Roku or an Amazon Fire TV. Um, and this one, I think it's it's interesting because it runs on it runs on Android. So in theory, you should be able to um, like play video from like anything that has an app for Android. Um, so you shouldn't run into those problems that you have with certain devices like this where they don't have access to everything. Uh, and I just kind of really want to try it out. I've used, I, I use um, Roku mainly. I've used Roku and I've used Amazon Fire TV in the past. Uh, and I, li I really like Roku, but uh, sometimes you just get that urge to try something new. <laughs> and uh, I'm intrigued by this. And I also have heard that even though they don't officially say that it supports this, that because it runs on Android, you can you can do what they call sideloading apps that aren't on the um, little TV store that's preloaded on there. You can you can add in other things and you can you can hook up like a USB-C hub to this thing and plug in like a webcam and maybe like use your TV um, for Zoom meetings and such uh, if you're willing to tinker around with it. And I think that sounds fun. So um, <laughs> plus the, the Roku that I have is like two years old now. So it's just kind of time to, to get to get something new. And these these are only about $50. So I want to try it out. I love it. I just love streaming devices, and I'm not familiar with the Chromecast, even though I'm such a, a Google person, because I'm such an Amazon person, too. So we have, like, every TV in our house has a Fire Stick. So that would be a lot of updating to do. Um, so we've kind of just gone the Fire Stick route, because we already have them. But I would definitely be open to... Uh, to the Chromecast. This looks pretty cool. Yeah, and this one, you know, it has a it has a remote control and everything. The old one, you had to just use like your phone to control it. So, um, I, I am intrigued by this. I've always resisted getting one, um, even though people like the old ones. But um, if I was going to do that, now would be the time. Well, I have the Roku Ultra on my list because I have a a dinosaur of a Fire Stick right now in my room. And it is the most unreliable piece of crap. I'm so <laughs> mad. I don't think I'm going to wait for um, the holidays to, to upgrade this because it is driving me up the wall. Like, I'll be in the middle of watching Gilmore Girls and it'll just freeze out and lose connection. And I, ooh, if I could rant about this just ridiculous fire stick for, for the rest of this podcast episode, I would. But instead... Um, I don't know anything about the, like, specs of this Roku Ultra, except that the, the one selling point for me, because, you know, the reason we have Mike on this podcast is because Mike knows all the tech stuff, and the reason we have me is for the color commentary, right? The one <laughs> reason I want this, um, this streaming device is because it has this like nifty little feature where you can plug in headphones to the remote this is all i've ever wanted guys 
Since I was a little kid, I have always wanted to plug in um, headphones to my TV, and I never could figure out how. Why would I want that, you might ask? Because my family is so loud, and I sometimes I want a big screen, but I also want to be able to hear it. I also want to be able to hear it. Um, the other day, my dad was ha- had some like business calls, and I was working from home. And um, I could hear him from the kitchen all the way down in the basement where my room is. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And I the was headphone also thing in like, the remote is a pretty good idea. Uh, I highly recommend the, the headphones um, for watch, when you're watching the movies and you, you know, live with other people. Um, right now I have an absurd setup where I have to, I have like a 12 foot, cord that runs the headphones from the tv over to the couch and it just barely makes it and uh it, it's a struggle if, if i could just plug it into the remote that would be really nice well guess what with the roku ultra you sure can <laughs> <laughs> as a mom of three under 10 i uh i need this I'm telling you, this is the most like genius feature of anything I've ever seen. I've always wanted to plug in headphones to my TV, especially like I if you're watching TV late at night and you don't want to make noise and you don't want to wake anyone up. But um, you as a mom, you don't want your kids to know that you're having fun, right? Right. Because they want something. Yeah. Then you have to turn the TV way down. You can't even hear it. Not if you can plug in headphones to the remote. You can blast it. <laughs> oh, well, the Roku is always a fine choice, too. I've, I've enjoyed several Rokus over the years. Um, so I support your pick as well, Sarah. Thanks, Mike. I'm telling you, I'm not going to wait till the holidays. I'm probably going to buy one next pay period. That's a good price point too. It falls under a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not like the the Apple TV, which is like two hundred bucks or something like that. Good. It's a good oh. uh good option, the Roku. We have one Apple TV that my boyfriend brought here because he has an iPhone and so like they like they were Apple people and um I I hate it. I can't stand it. <laughs> Vote gave out, and it's probably old. It's probably like a first-gen Apple TV, but, like, the remote gave out, so now we have to use his phone to, like, control it, and it can only be his phone because you can't, you know, you can't download Apple Remote onto an Android phone, <laughs> and it just, it offers nothing, and it offers nothing. maybe... <laughs> Maybe instead of another fire stick, I was going to go get another fire stick for the TV in our bedroom because that's what all we have. But maybe I'll try to venture out and get something like this with headphones. Oh, with headphones. <laughs> it is pretty genius. Okay. So are you back to me here? Yes, we are. Yeah. Okay. What do you have? Well, I have this thing I'm really excited about. Um, because I kill everything I touch, um, thankfully, except my children. Um, <laughs> I have this, uh, I can't keep any plants alive, but somehow I can keep kids alive. And that's that's saying something. So um, everybody kind of started their own gardens during 
COVID because, you know, it hit in March and then spring came and it was time to plant. So everybody was like, oh, the apocalypse is here. I need to grow 10 million zucchini plants so I can survive. My family can survive the next 10 years. And um, I did not have that luxury. I was still in an apartment with absolutely no space to grow anything. And I found this thing here on Amazon. And because I have a black thumb, um, <laughs> it is a indoor hydroponic herb garden. So Ooh. it grows without soil. Um, they give you nine different seeds. So they give you two different types of basils two different types of parsleys. They give you thyme, chives, mint. Um, you could probably, I read some reviews and some people even snuck in some like cherry tomato plants. They got their own and they used it in here. Um, and this is perfect. So like there's no soil, there's no watering because it's a smart garden. Like it waters it for you. It has its own light. It has its own trellis. You do nothing and it grows you beautiful herbs. That That's amazing. Use. Isn't it? It's pretty pricey. Um, it comes in under $300, but I needed to splurge on something on this list. And this is what I would splurge on because I hate buying fresh um, herbs at the, gar at the store or at the farmer's market. And there is no farmer's market for the winter here in Chicago. And I just like, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and in the long run you save so much money when you grow your own herbs so much they are so cheap and like this probably costs almost nothing like pennies to run yeah that's amazing you got you sold me when you said you have to do nothing that's like, <laughs> <laughs> like i do so much i need something where i can do nothing and this is it this is a you like you said it's kind of expensive but really i guess it's not that bad i would have expected uh, something like this that costs more like uh, $420. Oh, my God, Mike. Was that a hydroponic <laughs> joke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what kind of herbs are you really talking about growing in there, Marla? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I really need some fresh basil, Mike. <laughs> hey, hey, if you want to make that money back. Right. <laughs> it says that they sprout in days, you harvest them in weeks, um, and they last for months with 100% germination. So, I mean, you can either harvest them and dry them to make your own dried spices, or you can just let them grow for months and then pick as you need them. And, I mean, that would be, it's also really pretty if you just look at it. I mean, I would just love that chilling on my countertop. All right. Well... Good deal. Um, right, back to me, and I know that I'm 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 personally bothered by how many Google things I'm putting on on this list. But my next pick is um, the the Google Nest Wi-Fi uh, router system um, because I have bad Wi-Fi in this apartment. Um, I don't know uh, how you guys have been dealing with the whole work from home situation and relying on the Wi-Fi more than ever, but I've got the, the, the spotty connections. I've got drop connections. I've got inconsistent speeds and, you know, uh, I would like to get in on this whole mesh networking thing. So, uh, and there's a lot of options you can, you can go. Um, 
I think, you know, Amazon has one called the Eero uh, mesh Wi-Fi system. And uh, then you have the, the Google Nest Wi-Fi here. Um, those are my the two that I, I would I would probably go for first because I feel like they're going to have the most ease of use and setup. Uh, but there's other ones. Pretty much any company that makes routers and such offers a similar product. Um, but I, you know, I'm so enmeshed in the whole Google ecosystem, I might as well uh, stay with it on something like this. So for about $300, you can get um, a two-pack of these mesh Wi-Fi routers and replace your current uh, Wi-Fi setup. And what they do is they establish a connection between each other so that um, you get the same Wi-Fi signal uh, from one end as you do from the other. So you can put them in two different parts of your house. And in theory, hopefully you get a much stronger and more stable Wi-Fi connection to all of your devices, which is something I could really use right now. Um, so that's why I put this on my list. That's very practical, Mike. It is, isn't it? It's a, it's a very practical one, but um, it's the kind of thing that, like, I don't like to spend money on because um, it's, there's nothing, like, flashy about it. It's just, like, you're just going to have improved. You're just going to have what you already thought that you had, but you find out that you don't, <laughs> which is that, like, <laughs> your Wi-Fi just works. You know, it's just, like, kind of like a baseline expectation, but, um, you know, you need it. So um, that's why it's on my wish list, because I probably won't ever spend $300 on this. I'll just complain about buying bad Wi-Fi, but, uh, but I would like to upgrade it. So what does it do to, like, your usage? Does it use, like, anything? Does it use, like, any, like, gigs of data or anything like that? Like, I just, I'm not, not familiar with these things. I hear about them all the time, but, like, it just... I feel like it just sits there and like they pretend it does something, but it doesn't actually do anything. <laughs> and in order to do something, it has to use something, right? Um, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I know <laughs> how it works, <laughs> but but um, but people who use them say that it's say that it's great. So um, I'm just sort of taking yeah taking the word for it. Uh, Best tech podcast ever, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, networking. It's a whole thing. Um, but I, I just need my Wi-Fi to work better, guys. <laughs> I hear you. My office is a brick room because it used to be like, it's like a three-season porch. Or used to be, but now it has like built-in heaters and stuff. But still, it's like mostly brick and windows and like I don't get very good service in there and that kind of defeats the purpose of it being my office right well but it's very fun to just be able to say three season room it always sounds so classy it does except when it's snowing in October in Chicago <laughs> and I don't have the heater turned on back there yet <laughs> it's more of a two season room <laughs> uh, what do you have Sarah all right well I'm gonna go with my priciest item too which is uh Final Cut Pro which costs about $300 um oh 
Oh. <laughs> Mike's super excited. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, was, I thought something else was coming. <laughs> um, so I have been spending the last kind of month and a half um, filming and editing videos for YouTube, and I've been using iMovie, which is fine. I'm not very adept at using it, so my the quality of my videos is kind of trash. But um, I would really, like, I've found that I have a passion for it. I really enjoy editing videos. Um, I could do it all day, even though I'm not that good at it. I would love, in, like, my dream of dreams, you know, my, my holiday wish list, to use fancier editing software and to, like, really make a production out of it. And I think the fanciest you can get is either Final Cut Pro or Adobe Premiere Pro. They're both around the same price, um, which is, like, way out of my budget in any conceivable future. But, yeah, I just, uh, I mean, software is kind of a not fun gift to give people, but it's something I would really love. I think um, I could spend many an hour trying to learn uh, how to use Final Cut Pro if I had the chance. Not much else to say about it, just. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a uh, an interesting one. Yeah, uh, I, I expressed a lot of surprise because it's just the uh, oh, I, I I I can't handle the idea of paying that much for a piece of software. It just I know uh, the cheap gate in me just uh, doesn't uh, uh, can't reconcile that. Uh, I know, but I'm sure I'm sure it's great. I mean, it's what the pros use after all. Yeah. So I'm looking at it, and you can get it for the subscription price of $20.99 a month. And that's about what I pay for, like, Adobe Creative Suite, when you've got, like, Illustrator and Photoshop and all of that. So if you're, if your thing, see, like, my thing is, like, graphic design and editing photos and, like, creating, like, advertisements and stuff. So, like, that's what I do. But if your thing is, like, you know, editing videos and, like, doing stuff like that, then, I mean, it's the same price. And I say go for it. I mean, I love using Illustrator and Photoshop. Um, so, I, like, I make good use out of my $20.99 a month. So, if it's something that you're going to use, I mean, go for it. Right? See, Marla, you're exactly who I need to be talking to about this. I need some encouragement, not Mike being like, I don't know, folks. <laughs> yeah, like, there's that... so many free YouTube videos and free Facebook groups that you can join to, like, learn all about it. And then if any, if nothing else, you get, like, a ton of practice out of it. Yeah, right? I, you know I, what, Marla, you're so, you're so right. You're so right. I think Christmas is coming early this year. I think so. <laughs> yeah, listen to Marla on this one. I mean, if it's something you're going to use, then definitely go for it. And just have it billed monthly, so then you can, like, cancel it if you don't use it after, like, four months. <laughs> True. But I would use it. I've been using iMovie, like, almost every day, just tinkering around on it, making exactly. stupid little videos. I think that if it's something that you really enjoy doing in your time, that I mean, it's just tw it's twenty ninety nine. 
I mean, what do you really, you're not getting the subscription to the Criterion collection yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for someone to give that to me, though. Yeah, so take $10 more and get the Adobe Premiere Pro. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, and then you can save some money by just requesting those sweet Criterion DVDs through the library. This is absolutely. <laughs> I think I told a friend once, like uh, they asked me if I was going to get um, it was whatever the Criterion was on before this streaming service that shut down. It was something else, and I was like, um, I get all my movies from the library, and they looked at me like, oh, okay, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I don't need don't the know, technology. Man. Yeah, the, the library is the original streaming service. It is, though. I've convinced my mom. My mom has been ordering a ton of movies from the library because I've, like, convinced her that, you know, even if we don't have it there, like, we can order it from another library. And she's like, really? I'm like, how do you not know this by now? <laughs> That's right. She can get that uh, Deep Blue Sea 3. Yeah, that's what she ordered. I'm very disappointed in her. <laughs> she doesn't watch the best stuff, but it's okay. I love her anyways. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Much like uh, Jet's Pizza is like Pizza Hut used to be. Uh, the library wow. is what Netflix. <laughs> the library is what Netflix used to be. <laughs> Terrible comparison. <laughs> Oh. Oh. That joke is gonna hit for one person. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever oh. tried to explain to someone why Jets Pizza is funny to us? Because I have, <laughs> and no one gets it. I know it's like it would it would probably take like six months to 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 get somebody to grasp that. It's um, yeah. it's, a, it's a tough one. Um, Marla, get us get us back on track. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Are we we're on our fourth product, right? I yes. believe. Okay. So I don't even know why I chose this one. There's gotta be a reason. I should have wrote it down. Um, well, I really want for Christmas is my first ever smartwatch. Um, I see all these people with their iWatches and their Galaxy watches, and it's not that I ever, um, I'm a really frugal person, I'm just, I'm not into, like, what's the biggest and best thing, um, but smartwatches have been around for quite a while now, um, and as much as I work and as busy as I am, um, I think it's time that I can read text messages on my wrist. So I was looking and I went through like a page about the best smartwatches. Now, what I've really kind of been waiting for is a Google Pixel smartwatch. Uh, there's rumors about it, but it's probably not going to happen for this holiday season. So I went with a Garmin Vivo Active 4. Um, and the reason I wanted this is I have had a Fitbit before. Um, it wasn't like a super fancy Fitbit, um, you know, but like it had the app attached to it. So what I really loved about it was um, the sleep mode, like it can sense 
how like how long you spend in deep sleep and light sleep, how much you wake up during the night, things like that. That's um, I really enjoy that. This one, you can um, listen to music from it. So you don't even like need your phone with you. So I think that's really cool that I can just put in some Bluetooth headphones and listen from my Amazon music on my smartwatch. Um, it's got a really good battery life and GPS for when I do work out. It can like sense where I go, how far I go. Um, and of course it does all of the like normal Fitbit style workout stuff. Um, it has, it measures your stress, your heart rate, your hydration, your respiration. That's cool for me. Um, stress. I think I talked in an earlier episode about how the new Apple watch, I think it's the six, um, can detect panic attacks before they happen. I have pretty bad anxiety sometimes. So although this watch probably isn't going to tell me, hey, you're about to have a panic attack, it might be like, hey, you're under really high stress right now. Maybe you should, like, go take a break. And I'll be like, oh, okay, thanks, watch. Or I'll throw it, depending on how stressed I am. <laughs> um, but I have not had a real smartwatch yet. Um, so this is probably where I would go. And it's Garmin. It's a pretty trusted brand. I think that was my first GPS back in, I'm not going to date myself. Um, so it falls under $300. It comes in at $275, which is pretty pricey. Um, but what I love about Amazon is that if I don't love it, I'm just going to send it back. <laughs> That's right. With an angry note to Bezos. <laughs> I can never be angry at him. I can, but. <laughs> I have not uh, got a, uh, ever had a full smartwatch either. I have used a Fitbit before and um, and uh, other things that are similar, but I've never gone the full smartwatch route. But you have, haven't you, Sarah? Would you recommend it? I, I love smartwatches. I love, I think that, like, so I just started this new job at McCook, and, um, I'm not allowed to have my phone with me, which is basically telling you, like, I'm not allowed to breathe. Um, <laughs> I feel that. And, but having my smartwatch, I have a Fitbit Versa, which is, like, the fancy Fitbit. It's not that fancy, but it just has a screen, and it has uh, the sort of smartwatchy capabilities. Um, and just being able to, like, check in on my text messages or check the weather on the go just to to do all the things that I need my phone to do without my phone. It's great. Especially you can control um, your music through there. You can take pictures on, you can like, if you're, you have your uh, camera phone set up, you can use the buttons on the Fitbit to take pictures from your phone. It's great. It yeah. is great. And I really enjoy the sort of exercise tracking part of it. And, it helps remind me to stay active. I don't know. I love it. I think that you'll love it too, Marla. You really will, especially if you spend a lot of time on your phone anyway for work. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, just with the kids and I'm like always working, even at home, I'm just, I'm working my second job 
always at home and like I'm always on my phone responding to emails or reading emails and just the fact that I can sit there and just read it on my watch real quick and like set a reminder to respond to it later like that would just completely help my life and my calendar so much absolutely yeah what else do you have for us mike well okay so um you know i said earlier so my first three uh items have all been from google because i'm so entrenched in their services and because, uh, well, because they work well and I'm cheap. So, <laughs> but I think we all know that in my in my heart of hearts, in my dream of dreams, I would get away from vendor lock-in and I would go full open source uh, Linux computing. Um, I would get, you know, I would I would be out on the street corner preaching the value of free software and open source everything and that's why for my fourth pick i am choosing a linux computer the <laughs> Mintbox mini 2 pro um so the the mint box comes to you in a very cute small form factor uh preloaded with one of my favorite linux distributions linux mint uh, it's a wonderful operating system. I've used it many times on like old laptops and things, um, but I've never actually bought a computer that was shipped with Linux already on it that was you know made for it. So I'd like to give that a try. See if I could see if I could uh, realistically make the switch full time. Um, so they offer they have the Mintbox Mini 2 and the Mintbox Mini 2 Pro. These are adorable little tiny computers uh but the specs on them are decent and they're like super quiet they have no fan um uh only for uh between 300 or 350 dollars for the pro um and you get to support the development of linux mint when you buy one because some of the uh some of the money goes to to the developers of linux mint so um i've never taken the plunge and and, and bought something like this for this one purpose. But since this is a wish list, um, that's why that's why I'm putting this on here. So, you know, check it out, guys. Get it, get into Linux. You know, 2021 could be the year. We could make it the year of Linux on the desktop. Uh, so, do you just hook <laughs> up like a monitor to this? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. You just you just hook up your monitor, your your mouse, your keyboard. Um, it's got some some. <laughs> they don't show it in the pictures in the pictures that uh, I link to here. But if you want to use Wi-Fi, you have to hook up these like bulky antenna things to it. Get some like you know extra like nerdy Radio Shack flavor to it. Um, but um, but I would totally I would totally do it. But I'm probably not gonna do it on my own. I need somebody to give me this as a gift so I can tinker with it. Um, but I do think it, it'd be, it'd be cool and fun. Um, so yeah, come on guys, Linux, let's make it happen. So basically if you want open source, everything, you gotta be, you gotta be really inconvenient. You still got a monitor and a mouse and a keyboard and really bulky antennas for Wi-Fi. Well, yeah, but Hey, just 
it comes with the antennas. They just don't show them here. It comes with that. And you probably uh, already have uh, you probably already have a monitor and a keyboard and a mouse laying around. Um, you know, those things, uh, they're always like, I mean, half of my setup came from the library basement of, like, old stuff. <laughs> that sure um, did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and come on, that's environmentally responsible. Uh, <laughs> I oh, have great. heard of it. I don't know if it's just from you. Um, I think I've heard it outside of, of what is it, My, Mike's Tegisms? <laughs> <laughs> Mike's Tegisms. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard it outside of Mike, but um, yeah, I would if I had a chance to like play around with it first, I would totally be open to Linux. Yeah, give it a try. If you've got like um, like maybe like the next time if you're gonna like replace a computer, um. Don't throw, don't, you know, go just recycle the old one immediately. Maybe uh, throw some Linux on there. See, see how you like it. Is it compatible with Alexa? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's the opposite of what we're trying to do here. We're trying to move away from these things. <laughs> oh. Anyway, what do you got to say? That's enough about that one. Okay, so um, my next pick is a brand new record player, specifically the Audio-Technica record player that um, comes in at a, on Amazon at least, uh, $250. Pretty pricey for a record player, but I currently have a Victrola um, that I bought myself for my birthday, uh, and it cost me like 50 bucks, and it is a, oh my god, terrible it was a terrible investment i'm i'm sending it back um because my records sound like crap on here on the victrola it they sound so bad and fuzzy and i would really like a clean crisp my sister has an audio technica and it works perfectly fine it's so good it's not going to damage your records like uh, these sort of briefcase record players will do the ones that are really popular online. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm not a big record person. I don't have a huge collection, but every once in a while, there's nothing like putting on an LP and you know dancing in your underwear. So that's it. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's cool. This is a a, a cool retro tech pick. These are cool, yeah. I also I also love that like people are just bringing back the vinyl. It just has such a nostalgic feel to it. Like it it changes your whole mood just putting on a vinyl instead of It does. It totally changes. It's like a completely different listening experience. I can listen to the same album on my phone through like Apple Music or Spotify or whatever. But when I have it on a vinyl record and I play it and it's like cr like crackly and oh it's just so much it's so different it's so, I think it's so much better but that's the like Luddite uh technophobe in me <laughs> uh I yeah I just really love it and I would like a nice fancy well not too fancy but like just a decent record player 
Yeah, and then you get to be one of those people who can you can go around and like lecture everybody about how much you're getting the full real sound as it was intended and all of that. You can become one of those folks, <laughs> which is always fun. It's always fun to uh, to be snobby about stuff like that. It's okay to be a music snob for sure. <laughs> like I I can listen to some trashy music and like that's okay if I'm in the mood for it, but. Like, I will defend some real classic rock in the oldies. <laughs> but get this. Think of uh, what it would be like to have your favorite trashy, like, guilty pleasure album on vinyl. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> I'm just picturing Cardi B on a vinyl and, like, it's, it's just wrong. <laughs> Shout out to Cardi B. Shout out to Cardi B. <laughs> oh, well, I think we're down to our last pick, everybody. So, um, and we're starting to run a little long, so we'll try to get through these uh, quickly. Um, what's the last one on your list, Marla? Well, I'm trying to bring it up, and the page doesn't exist anymore. It's giving me the Amazon dogs. <laughs> it's never great. Ego um, so. strikes again. <laughs> so I'll just explain a little bit. Um, you guys are probably familiar with a, what a ring light is, but maybe some of our listeners aren't. Um, so a ring light is um, it's this light in the shape of a ring, obviously. Um, and it kind of gives you that like vanity mirror effect if you think about. Um, an antique vanity mirror with the vanity bulbs around it Um, and it really like brightened up your skin so you could see like you know back then it was like really how your makeup looked Um, now people use them for like videos um, just so the video is super clear there's really good lighting Um, their face looks really good hopefully Um, or it could look really bad it does bring out a lot (laughs) so I want a webcam with a built-in ring light. So I do a ton of Zoom meetings, not just at the library, but for my second job, I'm constantly on Zoom. And my my camera kind of sucks in my laptop, like not going to lie, it's really grainy. Um, so I need a webcam anyway. And in my three-season office, I have like three win- three walls of windows. Which is great, but at nighttime, I just have to use, like, the artificial lighting that's in here. You know, just, like, my ceiling light. And I don't really get good lighting in here. It's just not great. Um, So, a webcam with a ring light. And it has a built-in microphone. um, Which is great, because every headset that I buy... Which, actually, I probably should have had a headset on this list because I keep buying headsets. And the microphone is crap. (laughs) I can hear great, but the microphone sucks. So, I want a webcam with a built-in ring light. And if I just do a quick Amazon search for them, I'm going to see what they kind of run. Zoom. It was kind of like this one. They're like 60, 50 to 70 bucks. Um, this one's really good. I would just like read reviews. This one has really good reviews. 
Um, it's a 2020 NexiGo streaming webcam with ring light and dual microphone. So it's got the autofocus, which you obviously want. It's a 1080p camera, which you obviously want. You want, um, I mean, if I could get like a 1440, that would be great. No, because then it would show way too much imperfection on my face. But like a 1080 is good. It's not going to give you that really grainy picture. Um, and it would just be perfect for all my Zoom meetings so that when I'm sitting there trying to be like really professional, I look professional. I don't look like I have a really grainy webcam on my built-in laptop, which I do. This is another great practical uh, item here. And uh, well, I did not expect us to go so deep into webcam resolutions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is the kind of detail you get right here on the Tech Team Podcast. Um, yeah, I, I, I could use something like this, too. We do the uh, the weekly management meetings uh, for the library, and it always, no matter how much light I turn on and windows I open up, I still look like I'm coming in from like, you know, a cave somewhere. Um, <laughs> I'm coming in from like whatever the cave is that you know Tim Apple hides in while he turns down everybody's battery life to make them buy the new iPhone. <laughs> um, That's true. So. Good suggestion. I like it. I like it too. That's kind of ingenious. I mean, having like perfect selfie light for your Zoom meeting. Yeah. That's great. That is great. Thank you, Marla. Yeah. Yeah. And all right. So I think I've saved my favorite one for last here. My last uh, most wanted gift is the Mighty Vibe Spotify music player. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen these before, but this is, um, it's basically like, do you remember, do you remember the iPod Nano? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Remember that with the, with, with the clip, you know, you would like clip it onto your shirt or whatever. Like if you miss that, this is for you. It's just like, it, it's, it's, it's like that, but it works with your streaming services right now. It only works with Spotify and with uh, Amazon music. Um, but if you already subscribe to one of those, you'd be all set. So what you can do is you can, um, you know, you can put your playlists onto this little player, and it's it's really adorable. It really is just like the uh, the iPad iPod Nano used to be. You get it in different colors, um, but you can you can bring back um, that feeling of having a little music player, and then you could like take that out when you go you go on a walk or something. You don't have to bring your phone with you. Um, and I just I miss the days of having you know buttons <laughs> and like you know skipping tracks uh <laughs> on a physical device so I'm, I'm a big fan of like these these little um very specific use case uh gadgets like this um i would like one and i would like to get i would actually like two of them because i would like to give one to my wife because she loved the ipod nano she was just huge into it um so so convenient so small clip it onto your jacket it's great it's a good time we need more stuff like this i think and it's only um 85.99 not too shabby <laughs> not too shabby at all though those things you to always get lost in they yeah. even with the clip <laughs> I hope they've improved the clip because the clip on the iPod was just a piece of crap. <laughs> like, it sounds like you just need a smartwatch. 
Ah, you know, I don't, I don't like, I don't think I, I don't think I like, I think I'm a fan of having the wrist free, you know? Um, I think I still have that, like, I know this is an outmoded opinion, but I think I still have that, like, ah, what do you need the smartwatch for? You got your phone in your pocket, you know, like, um, I'm still like a curmudgeon on that. Maybe I'll come around to that, like, in another five years. Yeah. Do you wear a watch anyways, though? I don't. Yeah, see? Um, so it would be... Like hard. Said, yeah. Maybe if you Fitbit. already wore a watch. Yeah, maybe so. Um, I was telling Sarah the other day about my my super, uh, uh, like, cheapskate solution to, uh, like, fitness tracking. <laughs> so, you know, I, I just go <laughs> on walks. <laughs> so I take a lot of walks. Um, that's my exercise is I just go for walks around the neighborhood. Uh And so I don't use, I don't use a Fitbit anymore or like a smartwatch or anything. Um, all I do is when I come back, when I get back home, I just pull up Google maps and look at my history and it shows me like how far I walked and how long it took. And then I just take those numbers and put them in to another app with like this free android app i found called fit notes um (laughs) and i just and i just like manually just take the numbers from google maps and put them in there and then i can look back and be like oh yesterday i walked two miles 45 yeah there's like a there's like an android like health app that'll just if you walk with your phone in your pocket it'll just sense that you're walking distance and it just does it for you yes there is and in fact i was using that i was using the google fit app which um does exactly what you say um but when i switched to the phone that i use now it seemed like it was shortchanging me um the (laughs) fit app it was like it was like not showing that i walked as long as the maps was showing that i walked so uh so uninstalled (laughs) <laughs> and I'm using my homemade solution here. That's, yeah. I mean, at least you don't, like, write it down on a piece of paper and hang it on the fridge. I was thinking about doing that. I was thinking about getting a, <laughs> like, like get a walking journal and just write it down. I like, I'm old school, you know? OS for life. At least get a dry erase board, okay? At least, like, bring it up another 10 years. I could like how really dry erase board. Why don't you get a slate and chalk or a nice stone tablet to etch it into, Grandpa? I could I could get the get the numbers from Google Maps, put it on the whiteboard, take a picture of the whiteboard, upload that into like Google Photos, and use that as my tracker. Just take a Polaroid. (laughs) It lasts longer. Oh, well, that's all for me. What's your last pick, Sarah? No, I did just make fun of you, Mike. So you're allowed (laughs) to make fun of me for this. (laughs) But my next pick is something that no one should ever buy. But for some reason, I've always wanted. It is the new Ember Temperature Control Smart Mug 2 10-ounce black mug with a (laughs) app-controlled 
heating pad that keeps the contents of your 10-ounce mug nice and warm for as long as you need it to. Now, this is ridiculous. This is overkill. And this thing costs $100. Who's ever going to pay $100 for a mug? Not me. Maybe if you're like Oprah or Jeff Bezos. But the idea that... I can have a mug of tea or a mug of coffee that can stay warm for hours. I don't want a thermos, folks. I don't want to drink out of a thermos. I want a handle that I can grip onto. I want a mug. But the problem with mugs is that you have like a hot 20 minutes before your tea or coffee is room temperature. And at that point, it's not enjoyable anymore. It is no longer cozy. It's no longer fun. So... The geniuses somewhere from uh, the Amber store or whatever company this is have come up with this app-controlled heating pad that keeps your um, mug nice and warm. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen, and it's also so ridiculous, and I want it so bad. (laughs) Mom made this product. I'm going to tell you right now. A mom made this product. A mom, exactly. I don't know the last time I had a hot cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) See, this would be a great gift for you, Marla. (laughs) I I don't know anyone who couldn't use this, is the thing. They just need to sell, like, a lid for another $20, just in case, like, the cat or the kids knock it over, and we're good. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, you know, maybe like twenty nine ninety five since it's already a hundred dollar mug. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a a smart coffee mug that you control with like a smartphone app is the most twenty twenty gift that I've I've ever heard of. I just want to know if it's compatible with Alexa. Because <laughs> <laughs> if Alexa, I can sit my here, <laughs> yeah. Alexa, warm up my coffee. Like that, now that is just genius. Well, don't worry, because if this one, if this sells well, then, you know, Bezos will just make an official Amazon copy of it, and it'll be the first one in the Amazon search results. Ooh. Boom. Roasted and toasted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what does he care? pretty cool Sarah not gonna lie I thought it was pretty ridiculous when I first saw it when I looked at the rundown before today (laughs) but I think I think I like it think it's honestly it seems ridiculous but if you think about it who couldn't use something like this (laughs) that I think officially concludes the tech team holiday gift roundup for 2020. Uh, thank you all for these picks. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun uh, looking over these uh, the last few days. And uh, we'll have another kind of holiday themed episode coming up in another couple of weeks. Um, but until then, Sarah. Oh crap. Um... Oh, dang, I can't remember what I said last week. Whatever, keep it spicy. <laughs> keep it spicy. You did have something and different last week. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. 
And uh, and Marla? Uh, I was going to switch it up, but not today. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sayonara, folks. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, and remember, folks, uh, a flute with no holes is not a flute. And a donut with no holes is a Danish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, this is what it's come to. We need to work uh, on these. <laughs> Maybe in the new year. Yeah.